0: This is 105.9 The Region, where parents talk and explore practical, proactive, and evidence-based solutions. This is Where Parents Talk with Leanne Castellino.
1: Hello, I'm Leanne Castellino. Welcome to the debut of Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region. We are absolutely delighted to join the Region family discussing topics of relevance to moms and dads. Each week on Where Parents Talk, we'll examine raising kids today through the expertise and lived experience of other parents. We'll talk to newsmakers, authors, educators, athletes, and others, all of whom are parents themselves. We will also explore evidence-based, scientifically proven research on parenting and share proven strategies, trusted tips, and actionable advice. Our goal is to inspire confidence in moms and dads to parent with relentless optimism to raise happy, thriving children. On that note, let's get to it. Our guest today is a father of five accomplished children and a grandfather of four. He's been an educator for more than 30 years and counting, and he's also a best-selling author. His book is called How We Did It. These days, Carl Suban is principal at Everest Academy, an independent school in Vaughan, Ontario. When he's not working, he and his wife strive to keep up with their two daughters, who are both teachers, and three sons, all of whom are in the NHL. Carl Suban, welcome to Where Parents Talk.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Helping children to develop and achieve their potential, whether they're your own kids or those you have taught or led as a school principal, has been in many ways your life's work. What led you to make your kids and their potential a priority for you as a parent? And when did that journey begin?
2: The journey uh, started the day they were born, but um, I don't think I was really focusing on potential at that time, uh, where the word started to uh, be more of an interest to me, it was after the boys were all drafted to NHL teams, and people started asking me, how did you and Maria do it? How did you manage to raise uh, three boys who were drafted and signed by NHL teams? And two of them are are still in the NHL today. and I started thinking about the answer and uh, it brought me to the word of potential. That's the, that's the answer to how um, I started thinking about it just because people wanted to know how we did it. And I can't think of another way. It's through helping our young people to and helping my kids in particularly to, um, to believe in their potential and then helping them, uh, you know, to fulfill it. And so I've lived a life, um, you know, working with young people and supporting them to fulfill their potential. And I know you said I have five uh, children, but it's really more than five. uh, You know, all the students I've worked with and currently working with, they are my kids.
1: A father to many, absolutely. We'll talk more about your career and education and some of the challenging environments you worked in, but I did want to drill down into the potential piece a little bit more. What were some of the early challenges that you and your wife encountered raising your children and how did you overcome them?
2: It was a constant juggle with time and also resources. You know, you need the resources to, you know, to help your your children, to to live a productive and, and 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 healthy life. And also we want them to achieve and, and to succeed. And it, it takes time uh, from our parents, uh, from parents. It takes uh, resources and sometimes, well, with us, we never had enough. And also all the energy, all the energy. And we only have so much energy. And, you know, but what we learned was, uh, the that we had to make sacrifices, and and so that's what we did.
1: Our guest is Carl Suban, principal at Everest Academy in Vaughan, and author of How We Did It. Speaking of the book, we have five copies of How We Did It, the Suban Plan for Success in Hockey, School, and Life, to give away. To get your free copy of Suban's book, head to any Where Parents Talk social media channels. Comment on our latest post using hashtag #WhereParentsTalkRadio, and tell us your favorite takeaway from today's show. It's that simple. Now, Carl, I want to get into the book a little bit. It was published in 2017. It's a bestseller, part memoir. It's also available in French and audiobook formats as well. You go through so much of your personal journey, your childhood and your life before ever becoming a parent. What do you want people to take away from your book?
2: There are a number of messages, but the one is, you know, the main idea of parenting, of teaching, if you're an educator, or coaching, if you're a coach, is really helping our young people through whatever you're doing to fulfill their potential. And and that's the, the main message, because, you know, they were, our young people were born we're born with potential. I like to say it was their gift at birth. And when they're working to fulfill it, it becomes their gift to the world. When young people believe in their potential and they're working to fulfill it, the world's better. Their world is better. Our world is better. Our homes are better. Our schools are better. And our community uh, and communities are also better. You know, Leanne, My favorite saying to young people today is this, believe in your potential. I no longer tell them to believe in themselves because we know where a lot of young people are today about that thought. Um, We look at the, the, the high rate of stress and anxiety that our young people are going through and too many of them don't feel good about themselves. And so, I try to counter that by telling them, believe in your potential. You know, it's, it's tangible. You can do something to, to give you a sense of accomplishment. Um, you can do things that will make you feel better about your place in the world. And so, um, you know, so I want parents, educators, and coaches, you know, remember, that it's your job to help young people to fulfill their potential. You know, Auguste Rodin, uh, the sculpt, he's a sculptor, French, and he's the one who created the thinker. And he, he has a quote I love to use, and I think about it a lot when working with young people. He goes, I, I look with my eyes, but I see through my heart. And that applies to me when I'm working with young people. I see them through my heart. Uh, When I see you through that lens, I call your potential. I am telling you that you can learn and grow and develop. You can learn, you can grow and develop. And I'm not limiting you. I'm seeing you uh, based on your unlimited potential to do more, to be more, and to become more in life. And that's our job. Those are some of the takeaways uh, from the book.
1: Lots more ahead with Carl Suban. When we come back, kids, their potential, and the adolescent years. Stay with us.
0: Want to learn more about the show? Email info at whereparentstalk.com. Stick around. Leanne Castellino and Where Parents Talk will be right back on 1059, The Region. Welcome back to Where Parents Talk. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Here's Leanne Castellino.
1: Welcome back. We are in conversation with Carl Suban, father, grandfather, author, and school principal. He published How We Did It, his first book in 2017, a bestseller. And now, in it, Carl, you recount immigrating from Jamaica to Sudbury, Ontario with your parents and three siblings when you were just 12 years old. Your desire to be a professional cricket player as a child, your journey as a teacher and school administrator, some of which were in the toughest schools and neighborhoods in Toronto. You also talk about your parenting strategy, focused again on getting your kids to reach their potential. So for parents listening today, what can you suggest to them in terms of strategies about how they can help their kids reach their potential?
2: Uh, time with our children is so important that's what stays with them it shapes them it it influences them so you want to spend time with them Um, you want to provide them with uh, you know with with love and emotional support you know you also want to make sure that they know where the boundaries are too and also you want to provide them with the resources for example with with our children you know we People sometimes, uh, maybe I don't talk about this enough, but uh, Maria and I spend time with them reading before we spend time with them skating and, and with the girls bouncing a basketball. And, so, and that helps to shape them and, and it helps them to, to succeed. It helps to strengthen that foundation uh, for them to take off in school and in life. And so time with them, providing them with love and emotional support And also setting those boundaries and also providing them with the resources. And I know the resources are not always there. But the one thing I share with parents, too, is helping our children to find that thing they love to do. It's not easy. And with us, it was through spending time with them that they discovered those things, the things that they love to do. Um, And that thing that they love to do, it becomes that extra parent that they need. You know, after a while, I didn't have to tell the boys, pack your hockey bags, let's go skating. They they were telling me, Daddy, let's go. I don't want to be late. You know, it was the same thing with my daughters with the basketball. They both love basketball. And um, after a while, they were doing it not because I told them to do it. They were doing it because they wanted to do it. And, you know, part of it, too, is people ask me, Carl, did you push them? And I, I often say No. I, I push them more in the baby carriage than I push them to play basketball or to play hockey or even to do their schoolwork or even go to school. Spending time with them helps to inspire them.
1: You are listening to where parents talk on 105 nine the region. My name is Leanne Castellino, and our guest is Carl Suban. Carl, I want to talk about the adolescent years, key developmental stage. And, you know, tricky for all kinds of reasons in different families. You've got all kinds of experience with this as a parent, as an educator as well. What are some specific tactics that you would suggest that parents could take to, again, uh, help their kids reach their potential in these
2: years? Well, I know what works, that you start young. You, you You try to start young. Because I call those years, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, the troublesome years. And all kids go through that that same stage of development. And we know they're going through so many changes. And I've learned a few lessons myself along the way, because we do learn as parents. And by the way, I've learned too that it's, you know, I always ask Carl this question, Carl, what are you doing to be a better parent? I want every parent to be on this mission of being better, of getting better. PK at two was not PK at 22. So I, I realized I had to change uh, my parenting. And so the question I like to ask is, what are you doing to be a better parent? And in those teenage years, listen, you better, you better uh, be on that track to be better, because you're going to be tested. Um, one of the lessons I learned from that period, uh, was, um, at that period of time, not to judge them, you know, (laughs) you know, hold on to those thoughts that communicate to them that you're judging them. It's really important that you listen to them, listen to them, encourage them. Um, and also, you know, you can also get other people to help you. It takes a village to raise our children. And we've all heard that saying. And and sometimes we need the help of the village. It could be the coach or a teacher at school or it could be another family member. But, um, you know, that thing that my boys especially love to do uh, was that extra parent that they needed during those troublesome years. Um, um, it, It helped to keep them on the right path. And it helped to, um, it helped them to deal with distractions, whether it was, you know, drinking and and, and all those things that we know are not good for young people and can get in the way of them fulfilling their potential. So parents, listen to them, listen to them, Uh, get help. Don't be afraid to ask for help Uh, because I would like to say, I would like, or maybe some people think that Maria and I did it by ourselves, we didn't. You know, the coach from the Belleville Bulls, uh, the teacher from, you know, from the various schools or the family members that helped to to plant uh, thoughts in them that maybe we weren't successful at, uh, at planting. But I'm gonna tell you, Hockey was uh, a great parent uh, from my children. So help them to find that thing they love to do. Um, you know, try not to judge them, spend less time criticizing, even though sometimes it's so easy to do. And if you don't know what to say to them, if you don't know what to do with them, just give them love. You'll never regret it tomorrow.
1: So it's interesting in your book, How We Did It, a couple of the tactics that you described that you used is the GPS system, not what we would ordinarily define. You've got your own definition for it as well <laughs> as well as the three-legged stool. Can you take us yes. through that?
2: Okay, thank you. And, and those are concrete ideas. You know, one of, the, <clears throat> one of my thoughts around raising children is, and I like to share this, is that they came into the world with potential. They were born with it. And, and, and it's like having a born with a GPS. And I don't want to be the one loading it for them. I want to support them to load it. I want to influence them uh, to load it so that they can be on the right path and the right road. Not maybe the road I want them to be on because it's important that they have a dream. I can have a dream for them, but I want it to be their dream. I want them to have to find their passion because that's really important. Okay. That's because if it's not their dream, if they're not passionate about it, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, you know, because I speak so much about potential and I, it's very difficult for me to speak to young people or parents or educators or coaches without speaking about the word potential, because it's our job as parents and coaches and educators to help young people to fulfill their potential. And it doesn't happen overnight. It happens, it it happens over time. You know, I see potential as being like a three-legged stool. I want everyone out there to Imagine a stool with three legs and the, on, the, on the seat of it, on the seat of it, write the word potential, all right? And each leg has a name. Each leg is part of the process of fulfilling potential. There is a dream leg. There is a belief leg and the action leg. You know, the dream is, you know, what, are, what is your child good at? You know, we want young people to know what they're good at. And, and they'll be good at many things, but if they don't know what they're good at and if they don't have a dream, well, that leg is missing from that stool. And every child is born with a stool because they were born with potential. You know, the second uh, and when that leg is missing, well, the stool's not going to work the way it's supposed to work. And our young people won't work the way they're supposed to work when they, they, when they don't have a dream when they don't have doing something that they're passionate about. The second leg, I call it the belief leg. It's the belief system. You know, they have a dream. Do they believe that they can fulfill it? Do they believe they have what it takes? Because, you know, that belief system will be tested as they work through school, as they work through hockey, you know, as they work to fulfill their dreams. And I can tell you, Mike children, especially the hockey player, my hockey player sons, you know, their belief system was tested many times, but they were able to work through it. All right. They were able to work through it. But if, if that belief system is shaky or it's not very strong, the stool is not going to work the way it was built to work. And the same can be said for our young people. The third leg is the action leg is the action leg, you know, a dream, uh, if you have a dream, you're only daydreaming if, you, if you're not working to fulfill it. And I like to um, package it this way, the work. I call it the four T's, time, tasks, training, and team. Let me go back. So PK had a dream. His belief system was tested many times. And I like to share this, uh, uh, a time when a coach had told him, you'll never make it in hockey. You'll never go as far as I did. And I always asked to ask this question. Did the coach's word stop PK? No, it didn't. It didn't. He, he went as far as he wanted to go because he believed in his abilities. He believed in his skills, you know. And, and, so, and that's the important piece. But he also did the work. He made time. Remember the four T's? He made time to do his hockey tasks. The third T is training. You know, you don't get better overnight, you get better over time. You got to put the work in. And the fourth T is team. You know, you must work to be the best teammate that you're capable of being and the best classmate you're capable of being. I like to tell young people that when the Montreal Canadiens were drafting P.K. Subban, they went to his school. They went to his secondary school. They came to our home. Uh, they, they spoke to his teammates and coaches, so that's that fourth T is really important. It's very difficult for you to fulfill your dream or the or your mission if if you're not being a good person. So you're working to be the best athlete or the best student you're capable of being, but along with that, you're working to be the best person you can be. So back to the stool, you know, if you have. If your stool has no legs, it's going to be difficult for you uh, to succeed and achieve in life. You know, when I meet parents and, and they're sharing the struggles that they're having with the young person, I go to the stool. I, uh, do they have a dream? How do they feel about their abilities? Do they believe that they can? Do they believe they have what it takes? And then the third leg, are they making their dream actionable. You're
1: listening to Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region. In addition to the weekly radio broadcast of this show and podcast versions, there are also additional interviews and more content to discover about our guests and topics on whereparentstalk.com and our social media channels. We'd love to continue the conversation with you, so reach out to us on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube channels. There's always something new to learn about being a parent. And of course, we've got giveaways for you every single week, so be sure to go to whereparentstalk.com to learn about what's up for grabs, including five copies of Carl Subban's book, How We Did It. Carl, you spent many years as a principal and administrator in some of the most challenging schools in Toronto. Did that experience impact your parenting approach at home at all? And if so, in what ways?
2: It brought me to my three parenting styles. I came up with that based on my work up in the Jane Finch area. You know, we have the the first uh, parenting style, I call it autopilot where the kids are flying themselves, they're on their own. And it's very difficult for them to, for, for them to fulfill their needs or to support their needs when parents are not around. You know, I think schools can do a lot, but they can only do so much. The hockey coach, basketball coaches, they do a lot, but they, they can only do so much. So those kids are, are on their own and it's, you know, well, planes do crash when, when they're on autopilot. Um, and and the second parenting style is i call it designer parents they want to design every step of the way <laughs> and, and 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 they feel that it's due to them why their kids are going to make it in life and 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 sometimes they they don't learn to get out of the way and and you know uh, my quote for that is clear the way pave the way and get out of the way you know you can't be in their way of of progress of, of them progressing and then the third parenting style, I call it the lifeguarding parenting style. Whereas you know you you give them as much as you're able to give them, especially when they're young, and you stand off in the distance and you have your eyes on them, and you're connected to them and with them. And if you see they're over their heads and they're starting to drown a bit, you can go out and help them, and and to and to prop them up again so they can uh, keep going. Uh, on in life, so I learned. That's one lesson I learned about the parenting style, and that par- parents matter. Parents matter, and and what we do as parents contribute to our children's uh, place in life, where they end up.
1: The book is called How We Did It. Carl Suban, always fascinating. Talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your perspective today.
2: Yes. So keep it going, parents, and keep on getting better. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Carl. And thank you for listening to Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region. To win one of five copies of Carl Suban's book, head to whereparentstalk.com, use the hashtag whereparentstalkradio, and tell us one of your key takeaways from today's show. We look forward to continuing this conversation with you anytime on Where Parents Talk social media channels. Till next time, I'm Leanne Castellino. Have a great day.
0: Sign up for Leanne's parenting newsletter and so much more at whereparentstalk.com. This is Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region.